And here it is, time for another edition of Jonesing for Football. I am here at Cowboys Training Camp in Oxnard, California. Bill Jones with young Cody Winstead in Philadelphia. And Cody, you know what week this is, don't you? It's game week. (laughs) It is not just game week. Not just any game week. It is Hall of Fame game week. The Cowboys are headed to Canton, Ohio. On Wednesday, they take on the Pittsburgh Steelers on Thursday night. Jimmy goes into the Hall of Fame on Saturday. Cliff Harris and Drew Pearson are headed to the Hall of Fame as well. And after what approaching now two weeks of training camp, are the Red Cowboys ready for some football? We shall see on Thursday night. I suspect they probably aren't ready for some football, but we will see. Oh, why do you say that, Bill Jones? You've been out there. You've been tracking them. They look pretty good. Yeah. Have you uh, have you heard the news where the Cowboys may not be ready just yet because the quarterback walked off the practice field 40 minutes before the end of the first padded practice? And he's not throwing the football. He's throwing it well left-handed right now. But the right hand, which is his primary hand, I, it's not really working so well. Strained muscle in his right shoulder. He is... Dak is, uh, and I'm seated right here next to, uh, on the stage where Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott and Zeke also has those privileges of having a press conference looking out over the media here in this COVID environment uh, in Oxnard, California. They don't seem too concerned about it. You know, it's interesting, Cody, uh, the Cowboys play uh, the Steelers on Thursday, then they're flying right back here and their next practice on Saturday is going to be against the Rams here. And that's where I'm wondering, will Dak be throwing the football then or will they wait until next week before he's throwing it? Uh, But he doesn't seem concerned about it. Well, good deal. And you're tracking all the news. I'm following you on the Twitter, CBS 11, Bill Jones, all the news, all the updates. Uh, You've got it going there. I actually started my training camp tour this weekend. I was with the Giants in Newark. And then this week, I've got the Eagles and the Jets. And who knows from there? But my tour is actually uh, starting up a little bit here as well. All right. Very good. Of course, the Cowboys got the early start because of the Hall of Fame game. And now we are, what, five and a half weeks away from the opener against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So that's the timeline for Dak to be ready to go. Yeah, he'll be ready. I have a feeling. All right, Bill Jones, let's get into today's podcast. Every season, there are thousands of questions to be answered today, we're highlighting a few of the most interesting. You can talk players, teams, trends. You can go any direction you want, Bill Jones. So give me an intriguing question to you as we enter this 2021 season. All right, you're going to laugh at my first intriguing question. You ready to laugh? A hearty belly laugh from you. Okay, I'm ready. Is Dak Prescott the most valuable player in the National Football League? <laughs> what would be your answer yeah there was a belly laugh there was a belly laugh oh that's funny i am going to make the case and you know what it's based i based that on i saw bucky brooks the esteemed bucky brooks uh former nfl scout former nfl player of course with the nfl network does some work for dallascowboys.com i've seen he's been hanging out here in oxnard this was a while back he said that he thought this is going to be an mvp season for Dak Prescott, not just a comeback player of the year season, but he thinks that Dak is going to have an MVP 
season. And I got to thinking about it, not so much how he's going to perform this season, but the reason I'm posing this as the most intriguing question, is Dak Prescott the most valuable player in this league? I have looked at the Cowboys roster. I have seen them on the practice field. And when Dak Prescott went off the field the other day and you're left with Garrett Gilbert, Ben DiNucci, or Cooper Rush as the quarterback of this team, it dawned on me, I think Dak Prescott is the most valuable player in this league. If the Cowboys lose Dak Prescott, unless they come up with another quarterback somewhere, which I think is the master plan, then they're in a whole heap of trouble. I think they've got a good shot if everyone else stays relatively healthy and Dak stays healthy. That's why he is my MVP. He's already my MVP this season. What do you think? Oh, I like that. And we saw last year when Andy Dalton was in there, the Cowboys were decent. When Ben DiNucci was there, they were awful. When uh, Garrett Gilbert was in, they weren't much better. So you, you may be onto something there. I do think the Packers could make the same claim about Aaron Rodgers. Same with the Chiefs. I mean, the Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers has a first round draft pick backing him up. All right, say what you want about him, but he does have a a guy backing him up who they spent a first round draft pick on. And so you tell me, a team that has a worse situation as far as the backup quarterback in the NFL, and I, I've got the Cowboys right at the top. Yeah, uh, you may be right there. I mean, the Bucks, who the Bucks have, who does say, Seattle have? Any of these good teams, if they lose their quarterback, not all of them have great backups. But yeah, you may be right. The Cowboys might have the so, worst right, backup quarterback situation in the league. Yeah, and that makes Dak the most valuable player. All right, so okay, let me get to mine. My first one. It is who okay. are the New Orleans Saints? Bill Jones. I've been studying these teams. You've been studying these teams, the rosters, the rookies for months now. We've been discussing here on Jones Team for Football every team from free agency to the draft now to the summer. I feel like I kind of have every team tabbed. Like I kind of have a good idea of what every team is in my mind. The one I can't figure out is the New Orleans Saints. I picked them to win the Super Bowl last year. They went 12 and four, won the NFC South, not the Bucs, by the way, finished second in the NFC, hosted Tampa in the divisional round, and they were beating the Bucs in the second half. And so I think the Saints still have a Super Bowl roster around the quarterback position. They've got stars and superstars everywhere. Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, an awesome offensive line, Cam Jordan, Demario Davis, Marshawn Lattimore, Malcolm Jenkins. They've got really good players, and they've won 49 games over the last four seasons. But, obviously, what will their quarterback position look like without Drew Brees? And so we know that Winston... Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill are battling for the job. I believe it'll ultimately go to Jameis Winston. So how good will he be? And I think you can make an argument that Jameis is going to be a pretty good player. Number one, he studied under Drew Brees last year. So I would think that would help him learn more of the game, how to prepare. You know, that's good stuff for Jameis Winston. 
Number two, Sean Payton is an offensive genius. Remember? Remember that? And now yeah, he's been with that. Jameis for two years. And number three, they are loaded, as I mentioned, Kamara, Thomas, Taysom Hill as a weapon, an offensive line. So Winston, who led the league in passing yards in 2019, he had 33 touchdowns and 30 picks, by the way. But I don't think it's a stretch to think that Sean Payton could turn him into a top 12-ish quarterback in the league. And if he's really good or good, the Saints are going to be really good. And so I don't know how good Jameis Winston's going to be. Therefore, I don't know how good the Saints are going to be. That is an intriguing question for me, Bill Jones. I think that is a very intriguing question. In fact, at the heart of that, most intriguing question is, is Taysom Hill the quarterback or is Jameis Winston the quarterback? And I think those 30 picks is the, the alarming stat and that Jameis hasn't really done anything in the league so far. And so the interesting thing, I guess the intriguing thing as far as Jameis is concerned is can Sean Payton resurrect his career and, uh, and not only just resurrect it, I mean, make him the type player he was that, uh, that he was in college. And uh, at this level. But would you agree that's fairly possible? He's in a really good position to do that. I would agree it, it is possible if he can somehow eliminate the interceptions. I mean, we, we just haven't we haven't seen it with Peyton coaching him and in that style of offense. But that is it shows the importance of the quarterback position. So as it stands right now, what record would you predict that the Saints will have this year? They're playing in outside of the Tampa Bay. They've got two other teams in their division that in a normal, you know, if Breeze was there, they're battling Tampa Bay for the division, maybe winning the division once again over Tampa Bay. That's interesting you ask because I wrote this down. They could win anywhere from seven games to 12 games, and it all depends on how good Jameis is. My guess is he's probably – you know, I would say decent, you know, just above average. Therefore, he's pro- they're probably going to win nine games. If he's good or very good, then then 12's in reach. I think the margin could be between five and 12 games. <laughs> it, could, it could be really bad there. Only And if- then there's some questions on Michael Thomas, too, as far as his, uh, you know, he's, he's apparently got an injury issue going on. Correct. All right, let me hear your uh, second interesting question here, Bill Jones. All right, and uh, you're not going to like it because you want me to go around the league, but I've been so locked in at Cowboys training camp, I just have to go with, my question is, who is the most intriguing second-year player in this league? And you know where I'm going with this one, don't you? I do. I have a feeling – uh, you're going to go with he is so impressive out here. he is so impressive out here cd lamb is the most intriguing second year player in this league and how the cowboys are going to use him this year you know last year he had 74 catches five touchdowns which isn't a bad rookie season at all his uh, you know his yards were were not uh, where they will be this year okay and that's primarily because they had Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup playing outside, and mainly CD was playing in the slot. And especially the, because Amari has been out, he's on pup, uh, nursing an injury, but it's not considered to be serious. All the reps 
have been gone to C.D. Lamb where they can play him inside, outside, whatever. And that's how he played at Oklahoma. And uh, we saw the numbers he put up there. He has made some catches that have been of the spectacular variety. Uh, I think anyone who walk, watches this training camp would come away saying, in fact, uh, Dak was just up here saying, this is jaw-dropping, some of the catches that he's making out here. So as long as Kellen Moore, the offensive coordinator, takes it upon himself to say, okay, we don't have to distribute the football everywhere. Let's get the ball to CD. I believe if he stays healthy, he, he can have a 100-catch season, he can have a 1,500-yard season, and he will have double-digit uh, touchdowns this season. And, of course, if, that's, if Dak is healthy as well. That's the kind of season that I think that I'm projecting for C.D. Lamb. I like that. I just looked it up, and we talked about this a little bit uh, on the last edition of Jonesing for Football. C.D. Lamb, second in the league in yards from the slot last year. The only guy who had more, you have a guess, Bill Jones? Former Cowboy. Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley. That's exactly right. Led the league in slot yards uh, last year. Yeah, Cole Beasley also leads the league in uh, most unlikely to get vaccinated. I think we would all agree upon that right now. <laughs> he, he loves that claim. <laughs> yes, we agree. Um, all right. My second topic here. As I've been preparing for the season, I've been looking at potential Super Bowl matchups. And when I look at the AFC representative, I just can't see anyone beating the Chiefs. And can you blame me? The Chiefs have won the conference each of the last two seasons. They have 44 wins in the last three years, which is the Mahomes era. In the offseason, they addressed their biggest weakness, and that was offensive line. We see how the Bucks pass rush kind of dominated the Super Bowl, and Andy Reid and Brent Beach, they're making sure that doesn't happen again. They traded for two-time Pro Bowl tackle Orlando Brown. They got him from the Ravens. They spent $80 million on one of the best guards in the game. That's Joe Tooney. They also signed former Bear, Kyle Long, who's coming out of retirement, and drafted two of my favorite offensive linemen, Creed Humphrey from Oklahoma, right, Bill Jones? That's right. And Trey Smith from Tennessee. So KC may go from a kind of average offensive line to one of the top five offensive lines in the league, and we, are, we know they have Mahomes. We know they have Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. So good luck to the rest of the league. That All that leads to my question. Can anyone beat the Chiefs? I only see three teams, Bill Jones, that have a chance to knock them off in the AFC. Number one, the Bills. Number two, the Browns. And number three, the Ravens. I think those are the only teams that can knock them off, barring some sort of injury. Let's start with Buffalo real quick here. Buffalo lost to KC in the AFC title game a year ago. Sure, Josh Allen and that offense, they appear elite, but I just don't think the defense is good enough, as evidenced by Mahomes putting up about 30-some points against them last year in, in the playoffs. To Cleveland, who I think 
might be the most talented team in the league. Absolutely loaded on offense and defense. But do you really think Baker Mayfield can outduel Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City in January? Uh, I, I don't think so. He outdueled Patrick Mahomes in Lubbock. Do you think that that matters in January this year? <laughs> I don't think that's going to have much to do with it. And finally, the Ravens, they have the ground and pound that could keep the Chiefs off the field. But everything would need to fall perfectly for Lamar Jackson and Baltimore. So I think it's possible. It's just not that likely. And so in my eyes, the Chiefs, they aced the offseason. And they will be one of the two teams playing in SoFi Stadium on February 13th. And Bill Jones, that sets up my win stat of the week. Are you ready? Oh, I can't wait to hear it. I cannot wait to hear it. All right. The Chiefs are looking to become the fourth team in NFL history to make the Super Bowl three straight seasons. Do you know the three, Bill Jones? I'll ask you that. And if you don't, I will tell them to you. Well, I don't want to steal your thunder, so you just go ahead and report yeah. it. Yeah, don't steal my thunder because then you stole my stat of the week. <laughs> All right, the first was the Dolphins from <laughs> 71 to 73. The next was the Buffalo Bills from 1990 to 93. And most recently, the Patriots from 2016 to 2018. So there you go, Bill Jones. In my opinion, that is the most intriguing question entering the 2021 season. All right. And so the years of the Dolphins again was what? 71 to 73. Who'd they lose to in that Super Bowl in 71? I have a feeling you know the answer to that. Yes, that would be. Your Dallas Cowboys, the first of the Cowboys Super Bowl victories, five Super Bowl victories for the Cowboys came in 19, this 1971 season. The Dolphins turned it around and went undefeated in uh, 1972. Well, there you go, so Bill Jones. So are you going to make your prediction on who they're going to play in the Super Bowl at SoFi Stadium just down the road here in Southern California? Good question. I'm already preparing my season awards and Super Bowl matchup prediction segment. I already have the team, and this is going to be like shocking from the NFC, who I say is going to the Super Bowl. You are going to be shocked. I guarantee you that. Wow. Jerry Jones is licking his chops. He thinks that he's going to be facing Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, according to Cody Winstead. That's not who I'm taking. I know that's who you're oh. taking. That's actually, I think, who you picked <laughs> last year, Chiefs and Cowboys, if I'm not mistaken. I almost got it right, didn't I? Kind of, except one team <laughs> except one team was not even close to the playoffs. Oh, no, that's right. What I was predicting was which team would the Cowboys be playing in the season opener this year. The team that the Cowboys play in the season opener this year would be playing the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. That's what I said. Okay. Week. Well, you nailed it. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah. Way to go. All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up from here in Oxnard, California. And uh, I can't wait to hear uh, your reports from all across the East Coast, these NFL training camps and 
We'll be wrapping up a Hall of Fame weekend. we got lots to talk about on our next episode of Jonesing for Football, don't we, Cody? Yes, sir. I can't wait. Uh, this is great. This is the best part of the season, if you ask me. We get to check out a bunch of teams and track the team real closely. I mean, this is this is what it's all about, man. This is the best part of the year. Well, and then next week will be it'll be game week for me because I'll be calling the Cowboys and the Cardinals. It will be myself and Babel Offenberg will be in the broadcast booth with me. Isaiah Stanback is doing the first game. Daryl Johnston will be joining us for the next game against the Houston Texans when the Cowboys return home. And then Michael Irvin will close out the preseason when Tim Tebow and the Jacksonville Jaguars come to Arlington. And then we'll be ready for the regular season, won't we? Yes, sir. By the way, I saw on Twitter.com today, Tebow caught a touchdown pass from Trevor Lawrence. Are you ready for that preseason game? I cannot wait to call that Tim Tebow touchdown grab. Maybe he'll even he'll do a tight end around, and maybe he'll throw a jump pass to another tight end or maybe to an offensive tackle for a touchdown. Wow, the internet would break if that happens. That, that's exactly right. All right, that does it for this edition of Jonesing for Football. We will see you again next time. <laughs>